What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So we are on to the Cincinnati Reds today. We are doing our season recap and 2022 look ahead. It's a 2022 recap, 2022 look ahead. Reds are next on the list. We're just making our way up the standings. We're going in order of you know worst record to best record. We're into the winning records now. The Cincinnati Reds finished 83 and 79. They had a good year. It was, and this was a fun team to watch. They had a roller coaster ride in 2021. I mean, they hovered around 500 for most of the early part of the season before rattling off nine wins in 11 games to start July. During that time, they won series against their division rival in Chicago. They swept them in Milwaukee in addition to Kansas City. Then they were swept by the Brewers before putting together a 13-6 and run that took them into August. So, I mean, I would say what I just described is a microcosm of the red season. Um, just up and down, but they had some really good stretches, and they played pretty well throughout the summer. So they finished 83-79. and They made a run at Milwaukee for the division title before fading down the stretch. But they, they actually did lead the wildcard race for several weeks over the Padres, but, you know, as Cincinnati faded, then the Cardinals went on their 17-game win streak and kind of put everyone else away. But it was a good season in Cincinnati. I mean, let's touch on it. Let's touch on it. So, first, if you, if you look at they had some really good performances offensively. If you look at Joey Votto, Nick Castellanos, and Jesse Winker, these three guys all had an OPS greater than 900. And they all had more than 475 plate appearances. You know, Jesse Winker and Nick Castellanos are actually both All-Stars this year. And then Joey Votto caught fire after the All-Star break, actually. But, I mean, to have one player in the MVP conversation is a big achievement for most MLB teams. But actually, throughout last year, the Reds showcased multiple players in the MVP conversation. If not for injuries, they had three guys, you know, Winker, Votto, and Castellanos. So if you go through each one, Votto, he had a memorable age 37 season. A huge resurgent year for him, especially after the break, like I said. His 2021 season was one of the best seasons of his entire career. He tallied 36 homers, 99 RBIs, and a 375 on base percentage. In the second half, he just caught fire. You know, he had that huge home run streak. What was it, like eight straight games with a home run? Now, I was fortunate enough to actually see him play during that streak. It was like near the beginning of that streak. I went to a Cubs game, Cincinnati Reds and Chicago Cubs game in Chicago, where he homered twice. I did not know that was the start of some crazy streak, and he would just keep homering for the next week straight, like every game for, for the next week. He was just, And that was the start of his crazy hot stretch. But he did make a second-half push for MVP. I mean, he would fizzle out towards the end, but Votto was great. Then we have Castellanos. He was probably the Reds' best player for 2021. I mean, like I said, all-star appearance, that, that was a highlight of his season. And a 309 batting average, but he also had a career high in home runs. 34 bombs for Castellanos in 2021. And he was often the player that thrived in big situations throughout the year. When the Reds needed him most, Castellanos played his best. And if 2021 was the last time he would put on a Reds uniform, then the Reds fans should be thankful for all the memories he brought in his time with them. But he's he's looking to get paid this offseason. He's looking for a seven- or eight-year deal. 
and I think someone's going to give it to him. This is a proven bat, and he can hit with the best of them. Then we have Jesse Winker. He was tremendous all of 2021 as well. I mean, of the three guys, he dealt with the most injuries as he only played 110 games, but he was spectacular in those 110 games. He had 305 with a 394 on base, 556 slugging, as well as 24 homers, 32 doubles, and 71 ribbies. I mean, he had a lot of hot stretches, you know, three homer games, things like that. When he hit home runs, he hit them in bunches. But he was consistent all year long, like I, you know, just read off his slash line. He brought a ton of energy and excitement to the Reds, and the Reds are looking forward to him getting healthy for next season. You know, coming into 2021, people were thinking that Wink would be a fourth outfielder or something, but and it looked like that on the depth chart, but he he proved himself and he's a key part of that lineup. Key part of that lineup, definitely an everyday player. So I mentioned those three guys who were the MVP candidates, but then you also have some rookies who showed a lot of promise during the season. You even have the National League Rookie of the Year. Obviously, Jonathan India was a Cincinnati Red. He was a spark in the Reds lineup this season. He played in an impressive 150 games. He played through multiple injuries, but he was an on-base machine. He held a 376 OBP for the year. And he also paired that with some pretty good power. He hit 21 homers and 34 doubles in his rookie year. And he ended up taking home that award. You had Tyler Stevenson. And he looks like he's going to take over the catching duties as their full-time catcher in 2022. I mean, he did have to battle through being a platoon player for 2021. But the Reds are going to they're gonna move forward with him. And he's going to be their full-time catcher. But he was pretty clutch, coming up with multiple game-winning hits for the Reds during the season. And then Vladimir Gutierrez. He was the most surprising rookie in Cincinnati this season because before the season he was an afterthought he really was no one really thought he would have any role with the 2021 Reds and then he showed promising composure and maturity for rookie because he got thrown into the fire early in the year and then he held down the back end of the rotation posting a 9-6 and six record with a 4.74 ERA and the memorable pitching I would just want to I just want to call out Wade Miley's no hitter so Wade Miley threw a no hitter on May seventh, the fourth in, in in the MLB last season. You know, as we had several no hitters to start the year, but Miley threw a no hitter against the Indians. I mean, the pitching staff had a pretty average 2021 20, season, but there were some good performances, including this one. So a no hitter against Cleveland, he only walked one batter and struck out eight in that effort. But I mean, no matter how the season finished, that performance was definitely memorable and shined above the rest. So looking. Towards 2022, the Red season definitely didn't end like they would have liked, but you know it was a fun ride. They do have some free, so sorry, some few important pieces in free agency, but this offseason is huge for them because it's not acceptable to just take a step back, right? I mean, you have a winning record, you want to keep improving, so the front office needs to kind of put the foot on the gas. And they need to prove that, hey, we're, we're willing to continue this thing, continue rolling and moving in the right direction. Um, so what's hanging over their head right now is Eugenio Suarez's contract. He's underperforming. I mean, he's their third baseman. He's due $11 million each of the next two seasons and $15 million in 2024 for his option year. But there is a $2 million buyout for 2024. But he's carrying a 200 batting average over the past two seasons, and he's definitely become a liability in the field. I mean, he's just a all-or-nothing swing-for-the-fences guy. The per- home runs are a perk, 95 bombs in the last few seasons, but he's not really doing anything else well. So this could all make him an attractive trade option, 
But obviously, who's going to want to take a bloated contract for an underperforming player? The only time you'll see this happen um, is if a team is trying to buy prospects. You know, you talk about teams who have deep pockets and they could, or maybe not necessarily even deep pockets, they have space because they're below the luxury tax. They take it, Eugenio Suarez. But what they'll do is they'll ask for Cincinnati's, some of Cincinnati's best prospects in return. You can, you can, you can bet that that's how it goes. But, I mean, who knows? I mean, they, they're in a tough spot because Cincinnati's going to lose a bunch of players. They're losing Cassianos most likely, you know, could be losing Wade Miley. So Reds fans are actually likely to see flamethrower Hunter Green. You could see him up in the major leagues next year from the minors, one of their top prospects. You could see another pitcher named Nick Lodolo. But Cincinnati's kind of in a holding pattern. For them to improve on 2021, they have to go out and deliberately make moves. And I don't know if they will. So I'm just going to say, let's wait and see. Let's wait and see what happens. But they do have a couple pitchers in the pipeline who could help. But we'll see how that goes. So that's where things stand in Cincinnati. They did have a great season. We'll see how 22 pans out. That's going to do it for today. If you enjoyed this, please share with someone who would be interested. And we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection. Mm-hmm.